So as Beth mentioned, today is the first Sunday of Lent. So Lent is the period of the church calendar, beginning with Ash Wednesday, that leads up to the celebration of Easter, when we mark Jesus' death and resurrection. So for uh, kids today, if you are uh, with us or if you want uh, a project, whether you're over in nursery or you're here in theater two, while we're, um, while we're kind of unpacking how we're going to uh, mark uh, Lent together as a church. Um, we also have, so the, the last several Sundays uh, in kids' church, can everybody, can, can you guys see that on the calendar? This is, these are our Lent calendars that the kids have been Ooh. making. And so um, if you have uh, started one or your kids have started one and not taken theirs home yet, we're going to have them, we'll, we'll ha- we have them today. We can, we'll also have them uh, next week if you want to pick them up then. Um, but we also uh, have all the materials out if you want to make one uh, today, if you haven't started one. And uh, we'll explain a little bit how that's going to be a part of our um, in, intentional practices here for, for Lent, specifically for the families. But yeah, feel free to do that. It's in, the, it's in the back over there. There's a table with some materials on it if you want to make a Lent calendar while we're talking today. Yeah, so this is our third year of returning back to the same practice during Lent. And we follow the tradition of giving something up for Lent like chocolate, as Beth mentioned, or I've seen a lot of people giving up social media this Mm -hmm, year, mm -hmm. or another Lent practice is taking up something new, so like prayer practices or times of solitude. So we here at Brownline give up unhelpful beliefs for Lent, and the goal is not to go back to them after Lent is over. So you can go back to your chocolate. Don't go back to these, though. Instead, the hope is to take up new beliefs or new practices in their place. So there's a wide variety of ways that you can engage with this this year, and we're going to talk more about that. Yeah, I'm thinking of, uh, so the last couple of uh, years doing this, I, I remember getting several comments two years ago when uh, one of the things that we did was uh, talk about giving up purity culture mm-hmm. for Lent. Uh, and so that was with our, our longtime Brownline stakeholder, Elizabeth. Um, I remember uh, several people saying things like uh, that, that was, a, it was a very freeing thing to be yeah. able to talk about that. Um, I've never been in a church where this was allowed to be talked about. So, uh, so that's one that kind of stands out uh, as, uh, as a reason to do this was... Um, some of those stories, or the other one I'm remembering, I, rem- I, I remember um, getting an email from somebody um, uh, after we were talking about uh, the cross and the significance of Jesus's death um, uh, one year, and, uh, and they said, uh, growing up Christian, they'd always felt like that was something that was supposed to feel important to them, but it just didn't, and they weren't sure what to do with that. And, uh, and I think a lot of it had to do with kind of popular Christian belief uh, about, about the, the cross. And, uh, and the alternative minority view on the cross that we were amplifying that year made so much sense to them in a way that they'd never like felt like, oh, now this thing that is supposed to feel important to me because I grew up Christian now does feel important to me. They'd, at- they'd attach to it in a way that was so uh, meaningful. And so I think like whether it's, you know, more like um, how, how, are you, how are you imagining uh, how you relate to the world, like with purity culture, or it's more like a, a head thing of like, I'm thinking about this in a new way that helps me. Um, that's, those have been the, I think, the reasons to do this over the last two years. Yeah, and if you want to listen to any of the past topics that we've done, you can go back on the podcast version Mm -hmm. um, and listen to those too. But I think, I mean, that gets at how the hope for this is that it would be freeing, Mm -hmm. that you would feel permission to reimagine maybe some things that you either have been uncomfortable thinking about before, there just hasn't been a satisfying answer. Our hope is to kind of dive into those conversations. Yeah, yeah. 
And in years past, we have kind of used the language of an unhelpful, incomplete, harmful, false, all to refer to the same type of belief. So kind of an, era, an even trade-off here of here's something harmful, you can take up something helpful in its place. But this year, we're kind of reimagining what this process actually looks like. Because the reality is that when we're looking at outright unhelpful beliefs, like purity culture, we may actually land in another belief that is better and more helpful, but still somewhat incomplete. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we can find a truly helpful landing place in an alternative belief. There's three steps. Not, yes. it's, not, it's not leave one behind and suddenly be better. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a journey of realizations, yeah. not an even trade-off. Mm -hmm. um, Anne Lamott talks about going through life as stepping stones through a mud puddle. Yep. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I like that image, that there are these stepping stones before you get to solid ground. So we have unhelpful, then incomplete, and then alternative beliefs. And the ultimate goal is the same, that we would collectively find something new and healing to take up in place of prior beliefs. So this isn't simply a deconstructive process, but constructive. Mm -hmm. Or I like the idea of growing new beliefs. It feels organic to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this isn't in just an intellectual or theological process. It involves embodied practices. One of the reasons we even embark on this journey is because unhelpful and incomplete beliefs have embodied consequences. Harmful beliefs harm lives. And so we hope that by suggesting some of these alternative beliefs, this can be healing and hopeful instead. Yeah, and I think that's why I like having um, a, th a third step, not just going, not just talking about, well, there are unhelpful beliefs and there are helpful ones, but talking about the ones that are good, actually. And, and not they're not bad, but they are not uh, filled out. They're, they're incomplete. It helps to talk about those because those are the ones that... Um, those are the ones that are a little bit more subtle. They're a little bit harder to see, and maybe it takes a little bit of like, huh, interesting. Yeah, it's like the water I swim in, so it's the last thing I notice. Um, and uh, I, I just I think that's really that's really valuable to lean into because um, one of the things that Lent teaches us is like here's 40 days where you're going to be intentional in a way that you aren't the rest of the year. One of the things that teaches us is like a good life cannot be lived on autopilot. It does take some degree of um, getting out of your automatic processing. And so that's why, that's why I'm particularly excited this year to add this element of let's talk about the better than unhelpful beliefs but still incomplete beliefs that we sometimes hold to without realizing it. Yeah. And so the messages that we're doing are going to be following that structure of unhelpful to incomplete to alternative beliefs and practices. And we wanted to take time today just to highlight some of the topics ahead. So if you are particularly interested in any of these, to, that you can make sure that you're here to listen or listen later on. So next week, we'll be starting off. Um, I'll be talking through giving up self-punishment. Mm. And then we'll be giving up hell, giving up Christian supremacy, and then giving up, I always say this wrong. Retributive. Retributive. It yes. feels like there should be different. Retribution. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Retributive justice. Um, and so we'll be talking through the trajectory of belief on all of these topics. And again, that kind of stepping stones through a mud puddle to get to more solid ground mm. is the image I'm thinking of this year. So keep in mind, what are the, what are the Sundays that in particular you're like, ooh, I don't want to miss that one. Obviously, they'll all be online. We'll still have them on our podcast and on YouTube. So if you if you know you can't be there on a certain Sunday, that's okay. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, mark, mark the ones that particularly feel like, oh yeah, I could use a conversation about that. Um, this will be a space to do that. And then as you can see, we also have, uh, on March 17th on St. Patrick's day, that's a Sunday this year. And we're going to, uh, we're going to be having brunches on that Sunday. Uh, so this is something that we'll do, uh, three, four times, uh, out, out of the year, uh, where we will not have a Sunday service here at the Davis theater, but instead we'll have simultaneous brunches across the North side. So um, we'll have more information on that starting next week, but we're looking forward to that as well. And Vince has been in a funny, goofy mood this morning. So uh, clearly, something... I'm, I'm I'm uninhibited for uh, bad reasons. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but something fun and goofy that we are bringing back this year is Lent Bingo. Mm -hmm. So we use this mainly for the messages, but really for anything in the service is free game. I just don't feel like I'm made fun of enough. And yeah, we need more me neither. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to do it through a bingo card. <laughs> um, but each week we'll post the bingo card um, in Discord for mm -hmm. each Sunday. Mm -hmm. And um, you can post in Discord as well when you get bingo. So the squares are something like Haley mentions a podcast, Vince has a nerdy moment, things like that. And I'm currently crowdsourcing ideas. So if you have an idea oh, yeah. for a, a bingo card, please let me know. Gently making fun of us. Yes. Let's let's be uh, <laughs> let's have some some uh, boundaries here. <laughs> and then the other thing that um, one of the other things that we're doing during Lent is we're also having a Lent discussion group. So Discord, as I've mentioned so far, the service is always a really great place to start conversations while we're talking. The comments there are really, really valuable to us. And I love that there's a separate space for conversation to happen during the service. So this small group is more opportunity to discuss the topics together. So if you find yourself wanting to keep the conversation going, this would be a great group to be a part of. Or if you just want to extend the time of being together on Sundays, this would also be a good group. So we are meeting um, for three of the weeks, starting next week on the 25th, and then March 10th and March 24th. We will have a moment later in the service to make sure that if you want to get on Haley's list for that, that you can uh, sign up for that in our announcement space. Um, but that is always available, that, uh, the chance to sign up for that if you just go to our website, brownlandchurch.org slash smallgroups. We also wanted to take some time this morning to talk about building rituals in Lent. Lent is the perfect opportunity to focus on building rituals, whether it's communally or personally, because it can feel like a lot of pressure, whether just for yourself mm -hmm. or setting the tone for your family or friends to begin new rituals, to come up with things to do. But I'm grateful for things like the church calendar because there are these built-in periods of time that are meant to be more reflective or set apart. So gathering in community can um, really help give us the tools and language to be more intentional in ways that feel helpful. That's one of the biggest gifts of faith communities. So we have some ideas around building rituals this year. Yeah, uh, the uh, one of the things that I have just gotten so much joy in um, during Lent over the last two years, and then also in Advent, if you've joined us during uh, Christmas time in December, um, is our uh, our mealtime prayers. And so this is a chance. That, I'm, I'm sort of referring to that as home liturgies. So it's like, you know, a liturgy is a set of prayers or a set of routines or rituals that you do with your faith community. And one of like, there's actually like empirical research on like, uh, if you're thinking about your kids or you're thinking about the youngest people in, in our community, the best way to, um, 
to fill out a sense of like robust um, commitment to something, commitment to something like a, a faith practice or church, is to do things at home and to and to have things like regularly worked out in your life. Sure, we want you to show up on Sunday. We think we have decent things to say. But one of the most important things that we're doing is like, how is this how is this uh, fleshed out in our everyday life? Is it fleshed out in our everyday life, or are the things being modeled for us like do they not make sense for us? Do they just feel frankly too cheesy to be useful, um, that is a reality for a lot of people. Maybe you've been around resources that have been handed to you and it's just felt like, I don't know, I just don't feel like I can say this and I can say this with honesty or I can say this with, uh, it just doesn't feel like it matches me. So that's what we've sort of taken to heart with uh, the idea of releasing home liturgies, these mealtime prayers, prayers with family or friends, it sounds like a good idea. We all would, would hear that and be like, yeah, yeah, I should absolutely do that. But it just feels awkward. And so you don't do it. It's not been modeled for you or what has been modeled for you doesn't work. So, you know, like coming up with a more authentic way to pray by yourself, I, I don't know. Like we, most of us don't feel like we have the time to do that or the education to do that. So uh, Brownline wants to help. And, uh, and what we will do is... Um, we, we want to, uh, every uh, Sunday of Lent, um, and then on uh, some of the special uh, high uh, feast days of Lent, so that would be Good Friday, uh, or Ash Wednesday, which was last Sunday, if you've, if you've already seen what I'm talking about, we're releasing our mealtime prayers. And these will go out in a bunch of different ways. We're gonna release them on Discord, so if you're in that, if you're, what we're using for our chat right now, if you follow us on Instagram, you will see them there. If you're on our email list, you will get them there. So we, we want to make sure that, you know, some how you see them, um, but they will. Uh, what they are is um, uh, a, about five minutes of a practice of moving through, and we're encouraging you to try this with people in your life over a meal. So with your family, or with friends, or with roommates. If you have a group of friends here from Brown Line, just like scheduling a time. It's like, hey, let's all have lunch after church on Sunday and try that. Or let's plan on having a dinner of uh, these uh, several Sundays of Lent. There's there's uh, six Sundays of Lent, today being the first one. And try to do this with a group. Um, we, let's see, um, I wrote down some notes because I, I wanted to make sure I said some things about this. Um, yeah, they only take about five minutes. Oh, yes, yeah, so each one has a for parents section. Um, and so that can be particularly helpful if you're doing this with young kids or you're doing this with teenagers. We have some little like reminders um, in there. What it takes is uh, somebody deciding to be a leader and just saying like, okay, I will lead us through it. I will read the text, you know, as our prayer and prompt everybody. Um, so all you have to do is just read it a little bit ahead of time. And then when you're gathering together, uh, all the text is there for you. You can get it in a PDF form if you want to print that, or you can get it in these uh, these beautiful little squares uh, that are designed on Instagram. And uh, and then yeah, we uh, it's it's the chance to log some positive, not off feeling uh, ways to pray that you didn't have to cook up yourself and you didn't have to um, figure out on your own. Um, our goal is to is to is to jump in and do that for you. So that is one of the big ways that we're going to mark um, uh, uh, ritual here for Lent. And then we've got some more stuff for kids and teens as well. Mm -hmm. Yep, so I was mentioning these, which are there in the back if you want to make some today or if you want to come away with some. On the back of our, well, first off, what it is, it's a little calendar. And so um, uh, that right now, this one is still pointing toward Ash Wednesday. As we go around, we go Ash Wednesday, and then the Sundays of Lent, and then we get to Good Friday, and then we get to Easter Sunday. So it's a, it's a countdown. And so I'm going to turn my arrow and now 
point it toward the first Sunday of Lent. And as we move along, we'll get closer and closer. And on the back of these, I'll uh, put this up here as well on the screen, there's uh, a QR code, a link to uh, our website, where we are collecting questions. Each time we release one of these Lent mealtime prayers, every Sunday of Lent, uh, and then on Good Friday, part of the experience uh, for our kids and teens is we want to encourage question asking. That's what the grown-ups are doing, right? Like, that's what we're doing. We're, we're asking good questions about beliefs that maybe need to be left behind. And so uh, our theme amongst the kids uh, in kids' church and then what we want to facilitate with our older kids is that God loves questions. Those are, you do not have to be afraid to ask questions. And the church is not a place that you go to to like do things correctly and, you know, buy the book. Church is a place that you go to engage the hardest questions of life. And so, uh, so we're encouraging this by uh, sort of collecting uh, questions. So at Every Sunday, what we want you to do is encourage your kids, ask a big question about God or life. Ask a question and just submit it. And then Haley and I are committing, like, we're actually going to do this with the with the, the ones that come in from Kids Church. We're going to, like, film ourselves responding to them. And then, and then the, the kids will get to see what we said to the questions uh, that were asked. This can be anything from... Why is Lent 40 days? It's a great question. That, that one came up with, with my kids this week. Why is Lent 40 days? It, it can be that, or it can be you know much, much bigger. Why is there so much suffering in the world? Any question is allowed. And so we want to encourage that uh, every Sunday of Lent as we go on, ask a question, another good ritual to keep while we're doing this. Yes, I'm excited for that. And for us, the grounding concept behind giving up unhelpful and incomplete beliefs and for building up rituals is this idea that we've been talking about more recently of being rooted and open. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we say rooted, we're talking about being connected to tradition. And I think it's really beautiful that we can, what we believe can be traced across time and rooted in the life of Jesus, because it means we don't have to be untethered in navigating life. And some beliefs do need to be unlearned. That's the whole point of this project. But there are also longstanding traditions that we can connect with. And I think that's really important. There are practices that come out of these longstanding traditions that we can utilize too. Sometimes these practices carry us. We live into them. We sing and we pray and we participate because we long to believe certain things to be true. So here we lean into having communion each week mm -hmm. or having a prayer team. Singing. Singing, yes. reading mm -hmm. collective prayers, mm -hmm. even just gathering in general. So that is the rootedness of being here. And then rooted and open. When we're talking about being open, we're talking about curiosity and embrace. We're excited about things that are new. We're willing to change our mind or change practices. We lean into rituals that feel life-giving and new rather than like an obligation. I think this gets at the natural progression of change in life. We are different people than we used to be, mm -hmm. individually and collectively as a church. We're different than we used to be. And the encouragement here is to look at the progression as a positive thing, a hopeful thing. This isn't a tearing down of your past beliefs. This isn't a tearing down of your past self, but it's a really grace-filled process. We've used the language before of lovingly looking back on our past mm -hmm. selves. Mm -hmm. Or I love Sumant Kid's language of always we are waking up and waking up some more. I love that. And yeah. I mean, this really feels like um, it's one of the things that we'll bring up um, uh, regularly when we look at stories of Jesus interacting with his Jewish tradition is this is what Jesus does with his own tradition. We see within the story that the Bible is telling itself a story of 
taking something, uh, being rooted in a tradition, but also being open to uh, critiquing and embracing, um, expanding that tradition further. And uh, and uh, yeah, G Jesus does that with his own tradition. And so the tradition in Jesus's mold, I think, should be welcoming to do to do that same thing of balancing rooted and open. Exactly. And this yearly practice around Lent, I love returning to it each year because it's really encouraged me to actually check in with what do I believe to be true and what don't I believe anymore? Yeah. What yep. needs to you be... You almost need to do that to be yeah. healthy, right? You just say you have to ask that question every now and then. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we don't just magically arrive at certain beliefs. We have a journey of getting there, but we can land in one for so long that we don't even examine it anymore. Yes. Yes. Um, and so it's important to return back to. We have to think of what needs to be let go of what we're confident in and what we can be, um, what can be reimagined to be more hopeful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In premarital counseling, um, Pastor Judy Peterson had my husband Andy and I do a really helpful exercise that I wanted to mention today as well. As we looked to our future, she had us talk through what we wanted to bring with us from our families of origin and what we knew we needed to leave behind. So what we wanted to take forward and what we needed to leave behind. And I think it's really healthy for all of us to be checking in around that regularly. What do I want to be carrying forward? My tradition of origin, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what do I need to leave behind? Mm. What do I need to let go of? Mm. This checking in, what still feels hopeful to me? What's no longer serving me? What are new things that I'm longing for? What brings me hope? All of these questions can fuel the rituals and practices that we lean into, and we're hopeful that that will happen during Lent. Yeah. Very good, very good. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, again, let me just put back on the screen here one last time. This is what we're looking ahead to over the next several Sundays. Um, we think it's going to be a blast. It, it has been the last couple of, uh, of years um, talking about these things. It's always meaty conversations mm -hmm. that we'll get into. If you wanting to grab coffee after one of these Sundays, or maybe in advance of them, because you see one and it's like, oh gosh, are we allowed to talk about that? Um, man, we would love that. That's one of our favorite things to do. So yeah. reach out. Exactly. All right, well, I'd love to pray for us. Mm -hmm. um, and as we pray this morning, I'd love to actually guide us in a small version of this exercise of letting go and carrying forward. So I'd invite you to just get comfy in your seat, take some more deep breaths here. Feel free to close your eyes if that feels helpful. Take a moment just to breathe. God of renewal and grace. You partner with us as we move forward on the stepping stones of life. And as we take a moment now just to breathe, would you help bring to mind a belief or practice or habit that we need to let go of? Maybe it's a belief around ourselves or a belief about God or a belief about the people around us. Would you help us identify something that is no longer helpful? Would you loosen our grip around what we can't carry forward? And God, would you now help us identify a belief that we know to be true, something that is anchoring and helpful and good?
Would we hold that belief tenderly, imagining it as a companion as we navigate the season ahead? Would we feel tethered and anchored as we unlearn and relearn and reimagine things anew? Amen.